today younger people try to conform they try to to be the same as everybody else they do not want to stand out from the crowd but I think I'd say that I'd like to see kids, you know, be themselves, don't doubt themselves. And if that's not the same as everybody else, so be it. There's something there for everybody and they have something to offer. I'm Dr. Mark Rowe and welcome to my podcast, In the Doctor's Chair. As a family physician, my expertise is supporting people in the areas of positive health and lifestyle medicine. Join me in conversations that share life lessons, health habits and leadership practices, focusing on positive psychology, lifestyle medicine, and ways that enable you to live with more vitality on purpose. Appreciating that when it comes to your vitality, that everything is so interconnected. Episodes will air weekly, and you can find me wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, on my website, drmarkrow.com. As a practicing family doctor with expertise in lifestyle as medicine, my purpose is to encourage and support you in terms of positive health, personal growth, and all things well-being. As I say, to never stop starting. Each month on a live webinar, I teach learning by doing and learning by being. The why and the how of health-enhancing habits, giving you the science as well as support strategies to live with more vitality. I'd like to invite you to join my self-development club to learn more and to sign up, visit drmarkrow.com. So I'm delighted to be joined in the doctor's chair today by Stephen Frampton, who I really believe has quite a prolific uh, sporting career behind him. He he played inter-county um, for Waterford. He captained Waterford to the National League final in 1988. Uh, he played between 1988 and 2002 with Waterford. He won seven county finals with his club Ballygunner and one Munster club title. He represented Munster at interprovincial level on three occasions. He's also been a coach with many teams from under fives through to minor. He's currently a selector with the Waterford senior hurling team. I know at first hand he's a decent tennis player and he's rumoured to be handy at the golf as well. So Stephen, I'm delighted to have you here. My God, is, are you sure that's me you just described? <laughs> Thanks, Mark. No, it's great to have you. How's life for you at the moment? Really good. Uh, really, really good. Um, obviously, with our big win at the weekend and, and just the excitement of being involved in, in the senior county team is, is great. But overall, you know, outside the sporting side of things, um, I finished up in, in my financial career with the bank after 33 years there at Christmas time. And um, the last number of years, out of curiosity and interest, I had studied with Satanta College, who are, uh, I suppose, world-renowned sports science uh, college uh, based in Ireland, which is great. Um, uh, but purely out of interest and, and curiosity, as I say, I, I, I took up study with them. And um, now, having finished with the bank, I'm kind of... I'm going to try it out and and uh, just uh, become self-employed. I've always admired uh, self-employed people. I've worked with them for my whole working life, and now I'm self-employed myself. So it's it's come round. So um, looking forward to the challenge. So when I thought about having you on the podcast, Stephen, one of the things I was thinking about was this concept of transitions. Uh, you know, you've you've transitioned from being a player to being a coach and as now a selector and you're also transitioning in your career you know from a career in financial services 
to a career in, you know, in fitness instruction and education. And talk to me about transitions. It's a big word, but I, I haven't found it very difficult, to be quite honest. I, I mean, the transition from uh, player to coach, kind of, they both overlapped each other in that I was still a player when I when I took up coaching in Ballygunner with young kids because my kids were of that age. So while I still played at a high level, I was coaching at the same time in my 20s. So that really, I never kind of saw that as a step or as a transition. So that was kind of seamless enough. Um, the transition now from from a, a finance, the finance world to the, the sporting world or the training world is I'd almost say is not a change in profession in all in that while I was in the banking and finance um, business I always saw myself as a relationship type person who I got a great buzz out of helping people and helping self-employed people and small SMEs and that type of thing and that I that's what I see myself to do now is as individuals and as small groups helping people to attain their goals and and uh, improve their health and their fitness and their overall well-being and life in general. And I'm just going to read out what your your flyer says. Helping people improve their mobility and fitness in order to maximize their physical and mental health and well-being in a positive safe friendly and professional environment. So it's it's that as you said it's that idea of relationships it's that idea of supporting others. Yeah, I, that that's that's where I get my kick. Um, I I'm as I said, I'm a very curious um, person. I I probably lost my vocation. That I, maybe my two kids are now scientists. I probably would have should have gone down the science route because I love to find out. I'm always asking why, as opposed to uh, you know the way it works. I like to know how it works. So I like to get under the bonnet, and um, so that's you know that that's. I, I, I just love that side of life. I like to ask questions. Sometimes when I speak to somebody that I'm not too familiar with, I love to find out about them, about their background. And and maybe uh, people think I'm nosy or I'm prying, but I actually enjoy meeting different people and, and just finding out about people. Well, I think it's the essence of the growth mindset, isn't it, Stephen? You know, to never stop learning, never stop growing, to stay curious and as you said, not necessarily having the answers, but being willing to ask the questions. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, that that's that's it. Just like the growth mindset and the learning, it, it's 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 vital to to keep your your brain moving and, and keep your body moving as well. But um, just asking questions and ask them in the right manner, I suppose, as well. So you're not um putting people on edge, I suppose. But uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy that. I love interaction with people in general. Um, and and as I say, that's what I've always done in the bank. And, and that's what I'd like to continue to do as a trainer. And I suppose the other word that comes to mind when I think of Stephen is courage. Because, you know, I meet a lot of people all the time as a GP. And I really know it takes courage to change. It takes courage to say, I'm going to step away from the known, from the comfort zone of what I've always done and what I've always had and the way the world has always worked. And I'm going to go into this place over here called the unknown, which is like, as I say, Stephen version 2.0, yeah, that yeah. new version of you where the future is not charted, it's not planned out. And, 
you know that's that does take courage uh it does i'm i'm living that at the moment um but as i say i like and i make no bones about it i've always had incredible uh admiration and i've been inspired by the people i've worked with down through the years as in the customers that i've met uh that they've a lot of these people have left maybe a job uh, and branched out and gone solo out on their own and they're now employing people and I'm inspired by those type of people um, you've done it yourself Mark as well but I'm inspired by those people and it takes massive courage and then they're employing people themselves so it's it's and I, I love to see progress I love having coached under fives and sixes in Ballygunner and see see them grow into adult men whether it's on a, a junior B hurling team or whether it's a senior hurling team or whether it's the senior county team, which I've which I've been uh, privileged to to coach a couple of those guys from from that age as well. So I love to see progress, and and um, I'm even even at present uh, with the couple of people that I train, I'm seeing progress and I'm seeing the joy that they're getting from training and mm. being active. So it's. Um, so interacting with people is is massive, and just to see uh, the improvements and 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 the development of those people is that's the real buzz. That's that's where I get my satisfaction from. And I think that inner sweet spot of of satisfaction, to use your words, is really the essence of your purpose. And I think purpose is such a powerful word to reconnect with your purpose and to know that that who you are and what you do in the world matters and makes a difference. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I'm very, very competitive. Uh, so anything I do, maybe it's not, it's not all about winning, but it's about being successful. And how do you define success? Success is, is, um, is for you. It, success, I suppose, is that like, uh, as I say, it's, there's a goal there. It's it's enjoying that journey. I, I've often heard people when I was younger talk about enjoying the journey. I've heard you talking about it, Mark, as well mm -hmm. as enjoying the journey and the result or the uh, outcome will look after itself. Didn't really understand it, to be quite honest, for a number of years until I've, you know, uh, read and, and, and kind of contemplated everything like that. And now I have the time or I have had the time to do that. Um, but success is it comes from within it's it's whatever you feel and success to me may be completely different to success for you or for anybody else but if you feel that inner warmth or that satisfaction that you've 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 achieved i'm not going to use the word win but you've achieved something that's that's success and that's so different to so many different people um but that's that's the way i see success I'd agree with you. I think it's an inside job. It's it's connecting with your purpose. It's it's doing your best. It's about effort. It's about the journey. It's about living your values. Uh, you know, it can be so many different things, as you said, to different people. But I think society often puts this external measure of success, which is all about the the destination, like destination happiness. And of course, we can be successful each and every day through our commitment to our own well-being, through our commitment to in your case, your renewed purpose, Stephen 2.0, you know, to, to being yourself in the world. Yeah, and uh, look, you, you've mentioned it, Mark, you know, uh, modern society, I'm beginning to sound like my, my, my father now, but modern society has 
put targets up there and 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 quite material type um, measures of success, uh, and even down to sporting parlance. You know, there's development squads and elite squads for everything now. So a kid can't enjoy sport anymore. They've got to be the best they can be, and that that's, sounds a bit old fashioned. But that's the way I I see things. It's 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 a pity it's gone that way, and I get the uh, the impression that we will evolve, and it will it will hopefully come full circle where kids can enjoy sport again, and and. Uh, perform at the highest level but maybe with a different um, attitude shall we say Do you see that as being a big change from say when you were a young kid playing sport growing up? Oh absolutely I, I my if you were to ask me to describe my childhood I'd say sport that's what it was mm-hmm. I loved I played and loved almost every sport you could think of and loved every minute of it mm. um, all the way up to probably 16 17 um these days i suppose there's a there's a, a development squad or an, an elite squad from 12 upwards and you've got to make your decision at that age and and uh, it's it's sad but that's the way things have gone but um uh yeah i i i just love sport and i think it it you know kids they don't realize it at the time but they learn so much from from sport or from activity, I don't want to make it all about sport, but from activity and being involved in in uh, groups and um, just general activity, I, I I think there's a lot to be learned from it. Something I talk about is burnout, and you know, burnout is obviously it's epidemic in healthcare, caring is wearing, as they say, but it's very prevalent in 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 sport as well with athletes at all levels just pushed beyond the beyond, as it were. I mean, what do you think of burnout, Stevie? Yeah, it's uh, the the only. The, the positive I would say with regard to burnout is it is on agendas now and people speak about it. So that's probably the first stage in it. It's been acknowledged. So that's very, very important. Um, I, I suppose the burnout comes from these these squads where you've got players been pushed very hard at the elite level and they come back and play with their clubs uh, if they're lucky enough, I know in some codes and some sports they they don't really play with their clubs anymore, which is a sad thing. But um, I think it it comes from, uh, and unfortunately, it's it's a lot of the really good, talented kids that are good good at everything, and you know they're playing on di- different teams, and the coaches on the different teams don't uh, don't acknowledge each other or don't engage with each other to manage that that kid's um, workload. So I think it's 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 uh, it's it's important that it's been it's been dealt with now or, or it's acknowledged. But I also think it's a very important that uh, a parent is um, included in or or has a say in in the management. The management is the wrong word, but in their in their child and in their sporting careers because the the child or the kid is afraid to say no to to a coach. You know, so it's very important that uh, that parents. Uh, help in that regard. Well, I think you made a really good point there, Stephen. You know, awareness precedes change and it's good to start the ball rolling in in terms of raising uh, burnout as an issue because, of course, you and I both know mental fitness is is every bit as important as physical fitness. And, you know, rest and recovery and downtime is is often, you know, it's, you know, it's trivialized or it's taken for granted where it's, it's so, so important to have that real sense of kind of balance. 
and connectivity. Uh, I, I couldn't agree with you more, particularly rest and 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 um, downtime and recovery. Like that, that is the essence. That that's what refuels for the next session. And uh, you spoke to us as a team recently with the Waterford Senior Hurlers about rest and particularly sleep, which is one of the under. Uh, utilised that are, are uh, not not really mentioned very very regularly, uh, but it's probably at the bottom of the pyramid, as in the base of the pyramid. The the most important um, part of recovery is getting a good night's sleep and getting extra sleep when 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 there's extra training. So it's um, it th- that is that is massive, and and recovery is is a huge part of it both physically and, as you say, mentally. I often say, you know, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. And, you know, being well and being at your best today, it really starts with the quality of your downtime and your sleep quality and quantity last night. Stephen, I want to just change topics slightly. Something I often talk about is this idea of what I call grateful reframing, which is just to think about you know, some tough time or disappointment or experience in your past. And how have you been able to kind of reframe that through sort of, as I say, through the lens of growth and meaning and purpose and connection? I'll have to say I, I haven't had too many uh, difficult times. I, 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 I suppose I dealt with the most difficult time uh, just very, very recently when um, while working in, in the bank, I... I suppose I I lost control of the outcome of my outcome and of my my customers' outcome, which became quite stressful uh, because I, I I felt because of my admiration for the people I I worked with, um, and I wasn't I wasn't in full control of their outcome of their business outcome, so I decided that that's not for me anymore. Um, before before I got too uh, too stressed out about it, so that's so I've dealt with that in that way. Um, but other than that, I've 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 had quite a lovely life. <laughs> I I enjoy myself. I'm 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 actually working all the time. Thanks to your your books, your prescription for happiness, and and uh, and our new book, um, the Vitality Mark, really really working very hard on on gratitude and mindfulness which is massive and i can only um strive to be as good as my my wife to be quite honest she's she's an, she has all Ireland medals for gratitude and mindfulness i'll put it that way and uh, i'm learning from her the whole time she's she's fantastic at it and she has really um improved me in that regard i have to say well as i always say you know g- gratitude can bring uh, perspective to the past, peace to the present, and a, a real sense of hope and realistic optimism for the future. It's a wonderful habit. You know, so many people will say, if you ask them, Stephen, I, yes, I feel grateful, but to, you know, get the health boosting benefits from gratitude and actually write down a few things you feel grateful for, that's such a tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. I, I haven't got to the stage where I'm writing, and, and, and I, I've heard you say that before, and, and, I, I, I do know that it is a powerful thing to write write down. Um, but I think just gratitude in general and and um, and giving um, and they go hand in hand, don't yeah, they? Yeah, there's a there's a fabulous um, I, I, I kind of make a point of trying to do that as regularly as I can, but there's a there's a great sense of of 
satisfaction from from when you know you've helped oh, somebody absolutely. or when you've given something. It's it's um it's powerful and and you know as as I try to practice it, um it's it's really now I'm just realizing uh, how powerful it is. I mean, a wise person once said, you know, giving is its own reward, and I really think it's there's such fulfillment from giving, and. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, giving money or resources, simply giving the gift of your time, giving the gift of your presence to be fully present and engaged with someone when you're there. Uh, You know, I've never really met anybody that was over appreciated in life. And I've met a lot of people that were knocked and criticized and run down or whatever Um, to be an encourager, to encourage others. Absolutely. And and. You know what a what a gift that is when when you have something positive or something good to say, not just about a person but to a person. Um, it, it's it's powerful because that person grows six inches in their boots straight away. You know it's it's um it's it's very powerful. So as a selector and as a coach and as as a mentor and as a sort of a trainer, am I right in saying then you very much espouse to that sort of growth mindset of encouragement as opposed to the sort of the knocking knocking people back? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Um, I, I, you know, we're we're dealing with a, a bunch of elite um, players at the moment with with the Waterford team, so they're all top players, and they're not they wouldn't be there if they weren't. Um, so it's it's a case of of encouraging them and and trying trying to get them as good as they can be, um, both as a person and as a player. Um, so I think honesty is always the best policy, and and obviously there's going to be um, a critical uh, analysis of of individual players as well as the team, but that's for the betterment of the. Of the team, um, it's constructive. Yeah, absolutely. So you know that, but that's you know, as my my mammy always said, honesty is the best policy, and and I think people see that as well. If you're if you're honest and you're consistently honest, and and your heart is in the right place, um, it doesn't it doesn't matter how critical you are. Once it's constructive, um, the recipient is is appreciative of it. So how do you define leadership? Define leadership as somebody that facilitates or, or moves somebody to improve themselves or to be better than, than what they currently are. That doesn't mean it's a, it's a vocal thing. It could be by their presence, uh, by their calmness. Um, but I think a leader, a lot of the time, the, the, the subject are the, uh, but the, the, the people underneath them don't realize they're being led but they're being manipulated by a really good leader they, the, the leader makes difficult decisions but because they've got the presence and their you, you know the, the charisma about them uh, while people may not agree with uh, some of the tough decisions they will understand that it's for the better good um, and I, I think a lot of leaders uh, maybe only become visible in times of crisis. M- maybe not so when things are going quite nicely. Um, and I think that's a that that's a real leader. And who do you admire in the leadership space? I, I have to say I don't actually admire. Well, I admire an awful lot of people, but not nobody really stands out. I, I, at present, I, I probably you could say uh, the Uca- Ukrainian uh, Zelensky. Yeah, I mean he he was kind of made a bit of a joke of a number of years ago but now in times of crisis he seems to be a fantastic leader for the Ukrainian people but in general um, 
I admire an awful lot of, of people for different traits and different characteristics. Um, so I, I, I don't, I, I'm afraid I don't have a, 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 a real good answer because I admire everybody has something really good about themselves. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. I think everybody can be a leader in their own lives, in their own well-being and to the extent that they give to and support other people. So there is often no perfect answer or the answer to these to these questions. It's, it's really just to stimulate conversation. Yeah. But I couldn't agree with you more. I think everybody has that potential. It's not about putting one person on a pedestal. It's the leadership ability we can all extract from ourselves. Absolutely. And, you know, even from a sporting parlance, you see different types of leaders in dressing rooms. Some are vocal, some lead by their actions. So some lead by having a little quiet word with a younger player. So it's, it, you know, there are so many different um, aspects to leadership. So with the benefit of all this wisdom now, Stephen, that, that you've acquired over the years, looking back, what would you say to your 22-year-old self? I would say everybody, as, as we've just mentioned, everybody is very, very different. Um, everybody has a unique, a, a USP, as it's called in the, in the business world now, a, a unique selling point. Um, so everybody has something to offer. Uh, but for young kids, I think... And and twenty two year olds, uh, they just need to back themselves, don't doubt themselves, and don't hesitate and and go for everything. I think uh, today um, younger people try to conform. They try to to be the same as everybody else. They do not want to stand out from the crowd. But I think uh, you, you know I'd 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 say that I'd like to see kids you know, be themselves, don't doubt themselves. And if that's not the same as everybody else, so be it. There's something, there's something there for everybody and they have something to offer. And looking forward, you know, an exercise in positive psychology is known as the best possible future self. And it's really looking at yourself five years into the future in terms of your professional development, perhaps the places you'd like to visit, people you'd like to meet, things you'd like to do, etc., you know, how do you see yourself five years from now? These are tough questions, Mark. Um, uh, I, 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 hopefully, I'll have developed a, a good business. My, I, I suppose my my overarching kind of ambition is to educate or, or advise people of the 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 benefits of strength training. Now, that strength training may not be lifting weights but um of body strength whatever the, the, the case may be but i think there's a, there's a there's a lot of um a lot of spoke about aerobic uh, um fitness and heart health and um barry mcguigan in actual fact on on friday night uh, on the late late show was a great advert for it he, and he spoke about i think ryan tuberty said he's looking very well and he's looking very fit and he said he he does a lot of calisthenics himself he does a lot of body weight exercises and i think it's underestimated the 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 benefits from um strength gain particularly for people into their 50s and 60s so i'd like to be able to spread that word but in general i'd like to be able to travel a little bit more and uh, with my with my wife and and with my family and um, so th the professional part of it is the strength gain and, and the benefits of strength. And 
I'd love to see a bit more of the world. Well, I think you're absolutely on the money when you talk about strength training. I mean, lean muscle mass now is considered the leading indicator of healthy aging from a biomarker point of view. And there's no doubt so many people start to lose lean muscle mass when they get into their 40s and 50s and, and older. And it's never too late to begin to reverse that process, to begin to uh, really be better to yourself in terms of your own self-care. And you're so right. So many people do focus on movement, which is great, or aerobic exercise, which is great too. But strength is a separate component of being fit and staying well that's often neglected. And a lot of people feel if you're not a boxer or a bodybuilder or an athlete, that strength training isn't for you. And women often believe, well, it's just for men. And, you know, old people think it's just for young people. So there's there's an, there's an uh, there's a gap there to be bridged in terms of education. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, y- you know, I, I, I'm just re- reading a, a book there recently on, on positive aging and I'm I'm the author has slipped my mind, but it's very, very interesting. There's a a, um, a discussion around the, the the people in the blue zone, as you, as you you're familiar with yourselves, and you know aging. Was that what, Roseanne Kenny from Trinity? Correct. Yes. Yeah, that's Professor. It. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant book yeah, on healthy aging. Yeah. So um, I suppose like there, there's there's an opportunity at any stage. It's not too late to um while the chronological clock can kin- continue to to tick um the biological clock can be slowed down and and slowed a, a, a bit um, slower than the chronological clock by exercise and by diet and by sleep and by everything else and you know the study of the blue zones is 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 the proof of that and there's that famous study in, in Boston to Harvard Medical School, men 90 years of age put on a strength training program 20 minutes, three times a week, increased their lean muscle mass by over 300% over eight weeks. Phenomenal. Yeah. So, you know, it's never too late to start uh, to be healthier to yourself. And speaking of that, Stephen, how do you stay healthy? Because actions speak louder than words, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Um, I, I, it's the exact same as as when you, you asked me about my teenage years. Uh, I just love sports. So I I train all the time um, and I play as many sports as I can. I still play, I play golf, play tennis. I'm running around after senior hurlers on a Tuesday night and a Friday night so I, I'm I'm very active all the time I love I've gotten into the sea swimming and all that kind of stuff as well so um, so it's great it's I I, I, lo- I get great energy from being tired if you know what I mean so it, it's um, it's great it's a real healthy tiredness isn't it Absolutely. from exercise and I think it's it's so different from the tiredness from being sort of tired correct yeah and it, like this tired from being lethargic and there's tired from activity and you know, the activity tired helps you sleep as well. Oh, absolutely. So it, it, it ticks all boxes. Absolutely. Stephen, resilience is something we talk about in the doctor's chair. Could you give our listeners three take-homes for a resilient mindset? Activity releases an awful lot of, of, uh, of stress and helps you to deal with, with stress. So so activity of some sort is, is hugely important. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we spoke about before, just uh, gratitude and, and being grateful and and showing that is is massively important and probably underutilized uh, uh, it, it, as we speak at the moment. But I think people are starting to 
to gain more knowledge about it and 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 um, using it a lot more and just and mindfulness and I suppose mindfulness is a, is a is a difficult one to explain maybe not for you but for for me but just taking that 10 seconds out or an hour out and kind of just being in the present and looking around you it, it I, I you'll describe it better than I will mark but I, I I think that is powerful as well because it, it it's it's a it's a perspective check in the middle of your day if times are if if times are difficult or if there's a a stress on your mind it's it's um it's really important to to just take your deep breath and um relax for 10 seconds and and it it helps you get through that difficult time fantastic so your your three top tips are firstly exercise and movement secondly um expressing gratitude and being a giver and then thirdly mindful presence in a world of distraction absolutely finally stephen for you what's the meaning of life the meaning of life i think to live every minute and have fun and try and laugh as much as you can. My number one priority is the health uh, of my family and keeping my family as close as possible to me. Uh, that's good because they're all in Waterford apart from my sister. But um, but that's that's really important to me. Family and, and a healthy family are really important to me. Um, and just, you know, just enjoying everything and you know, having as much interaction and engagement with whether it's friends or whether it's strangers, uh, it, it's just a, a massive. There's a there's a great feeling of 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 well being about that, and and my curiosity always comes in just to ask those questions and have a laugh with people. But meaning of life is we're we're not here for a very long time, relatively speaking. We're we're not on this planet for very long, so enjoy it and. There are difficult times, but try to try to get more better times and with a smile on your face. That's that's really well, Stephen, it's been wonderful having you in the doctor's chair. Keep living every day at your best. Keep leading, keep inspiring, keep educating, keep empowering others. Stephen Frampton, thanks so much. Thanks, Mark. Thank you for listening to my podcast in the doctor's chair. For further resources to support you to live with more vitality, please visit my website, drmarkrow.com.